Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Real Talk with Brad and Christy Webb. I hope you are ready for today's episode. I'm Bree, and here are your hosts, Brad and Christy. Good morning. Good morning, Christy. Good morning, Bree. How is everything today? How are you today, Bree? Welcome back. Good. We are, um, there's a lot of buttons going on here. We are figuring them out as we go. That's okay. Yeah. Yes, because Bree is back. Seems like it's been a month since you've been with us. Bree, you've been uh, doing all kind of camps and stuff for children all summer, and Aaron is out today, so you're at the helm. Welcome to the summer. Aaron has a new chapter in his life, and so we're uh, navigating these buttons and controls without him, so if there's a problem, um, we will resolve it. That's right. And... We'll push some more buttons. And we can phone a friend. We can. We can phone a friend, and there's a lot of buttons that I just want to push. I know. There are a lot of buttons on this thing. It's a lot of pressure, actually. A lot of pressure. I can tell you were like uh, tense over there. I I don't do change well. (laughs) (laughs) We've talked about that. We've talked about that. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Not spur of the moment and not change, but... It's okay, Bree. We're gonna get it. We're gonna we're gonna figure it out together. I mean, you know, you may hear random noises in the middle of us talking. Yeah. But if you do, it's just because we pushed a button, whether on purpose or accidentally. That's all right, but here we are today with a whole new subject to converse with you about. Talk to you about. Uh actually we have now made sixteen episodes. Uh Christy and I number sixteen. <coughs> That's right. And uh, we took us 16 weeks to miss one, 15 weeks to miss an episode. <laughs> That's true. Um, however, our life was a little um, fluid last week, and we had some unexpected things happen. And uh, so we were not able to return on the day that we anticipated returning. And so, therefore, we were not able to do our podcast last week. So we apologize to our podcast family. Um, but, however, we are at... 2,155 all-time downloads. We're getting so, close. Free, I mean, if you could figure out how to give us a hand clap on let's, that, that's pretty good. Oh, give wow. them a hand clap. So that's pretty good out there. And so. Both of them are full with buttons. Ah, All right. Thank you so much. That hand clap's for you for helping us get the word out about Real Talk with Pastor Brad and Christy. And um, Christy, it's been a great journey. It has. Through, what have you learned so far through, since we've uh, been doing these podcasts? Um, what have I learned? Well, I have learned how to use a microphone pop- properly. I've learned that they're labeled back and front. That was the first thing I had to learn because I just wanted to talk in the top of it. And these microphones are different. Um, but I've learned that people like, um, you have to remember what you say because you said something 16, 15 weeks ago and somebody comes up and says, hey, I just listened to the podcast and you said, I, I, I totally agree with blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, great. <laughs> yes. 16 weeks Did ago. I say that? So uh, I've learned that you got to really pay attention to what you're saying because um, that people do not like we're doing it now. So, of course, in five minutes, I'm going to rem- hopefully <laughs> you never know. But in five minutes, I'm going to remember tomorrow. I'm going to remember maybe even this coming week, you know, as we discuss it or whatever, but in 15 weeks, a lot of stuff has happened. A lot of things happened. A lot of topics. A lot of things. And some people are just finding the podcast, so right. they go back and, and they listen to the podcast or whatever, and they're like, well, didn't you say? And it's like, I don't know. I don't Did know I? I is, is that what I said? So, um, yeah, you got to, you know, kind of. remember. You got to remember and, and 
be prepared for people to say, um, you know, when you introduce somebody to the podcast, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I love it. I, I listened to this week because, you know, we used to show them the most recent or whatever. And then, um, yeah, they go back and they're like, hey, I listened to that one again. 15 weeks is a long time, people. Indeed, um, indeed. Bree, what's the one thing you've learned over the last 15 weeks today, 16? Hmm. That's a really good question. I have learned recently how to push the buttons to make the music. (laughs) All right. Stop. And I hope to get better at that. And I've learned that I really enjoy talking about these topics. Like they make me think. Oh, in depth. Deep. All right. And the thing I've learned is that you guys are awesome and you are actually listening to what we say. And thank you so much for taking time to, thank you for taking time to let us know the things that, matter to you right and um want to encourage you to let us know some things you would like for us to talk about and um helps us to go do some soul searching and make thinking about those deep topics. thoughts yeah, no. deep thoughts for the free i'll do bring up some deep things deep things that you don't really think about <laughs> so life has been interesting and um last week we went and uh normally every week the fourth of july we go and spend it with my christie's family and my mother-in-law and we had the privilege of doing that last week and um in the process of it um we had a pretty cool thing happen. So actually a miraculous thing for the last um several well, for the last six months probably we have been trying to acquire um, some dependable transportation for the church and for a ministry that we have a nonprofit called Serving Grace. Family of Grace took some of its most successful ministries. They were doing holistic ministries and gave them away to a nonprofit that we helped start um, where it really deals with holistic ministry. And uh, we need buses um, during the school year. We run buses three days a week to three different schools, uh, picking up kids and bringing them back for a, an intentional time of mentoring. And so we were needing um, some more transportation for that. And then we have some of those kids that we sent to a camp that's uh, almost six hours away this week. They're there. They're actually coming home today. And um, so we'd been working on this. We'd been putting in for some grants because our, our transportation fleet previous to this was called the Fleet of Redemption because literally it was broke down vans that nobody else wanted that we took and somehow found some life left in them. Every and, ounce um, of life. Every ounce of life. And uh, so so we've been working on this. And the other day, it's just it's been a grueling process. And um, I was leaving a church, and I was as I was leaving this church, I drove through their parking lot. It was a large church, drove through their parking lot, and I think I counted four brand new vans or within a couple of years old probably. And I thought, you know, I thought to myself, my goodness, boy, it must be nice. It must be nice to uh, just be able to go and get those vans, you know, and not have any any uh, heartburn or anything about that, not to have to worry apprehension. about no, yeah, apprehension, apprehension. Yeah, uh, to have, you know, just be able to do it and then not have any worries about it. What are you taking and all this stuff and and so, man, uh, you know, in the process of it, we were able to get a grant. And hopefully in a few weeks we'll be able to reveal that who that was and uh, celebrate that. And um, so we've been working on that, and we got to go ahead to get a, a bus. And so we'd been looking for buses here locally. Uh, Ross Bus had been helping us in the city, and they had like four four that we were trying to get, not school buses, shuttle buses. And and uh, so we got the everything in line <clears throat> and uh, – Kids were leaving on Sunday. We got it all in line last week, and 
And so we go to purchase the bus, and they were gone. They had sold them all. And make sure that you understand that we had not, like, we didn't have a contract. We didn't tell Ross Bus no, that no, we no, were no, going to no, have no, our right, money right. win. It was, no, by we, no it, means, was this a problem of Ross no. Bus. They sell it out from under you or something. No. It was just the timing when, by the time we were ready to say, hey, we want this, he's like, oh, well, it's already been sold. That Ross, that Ross yes, Bus has been for, great. Thank you for clarifying that because Ross Bus has been phenomenal in helping us with this whole process. And so, um, so then, then he had one. He had one that was older and had a lot of miles on it. And um, anyway, so finally we he just didn't work out, and so he helped us find another bus. Ross bus did, and uh, said I have a friend of mine who will help us. And so I said, great. So we called the guy. Ended up being in Springfield, Missouri. And Springfield, so Missouri. We we strike off on a mission. Christy and I. Uh, we left the littles at my mother in law's. Went from Memphis to Springfield, Missouri, and then back in in one day turn around trip, and uh, then back home the next day. But which was full of adventures on, and misadventures. Full of adventures <laughs> because the I forty bridge is out in Memphis, which creates chaos trying to get across. But but nevertheless, uh, the reason I'm telling you this whole story is because. You have to be careful about even even the things that you don't speak out loud because God will remind you of them. Because as I was leaving that church parking lot and I thought, well, that must be nice not to have to worry about that. I didn't like audibly say that because I was the only person in the car. It just in the in the in my heart I said that. In my mind I spoke that to myself. And so man, I'm driving back with this bus and um you know, God so overpowered me somewhere probably around one thirty in the morning, um, driving back to, to Oxford, Mississippi. And, and you know, he said, uh, he said to me these words. He said, prosperity is an enemy to the miraculous. And, boy, I just had to linger there for a minute. And uh, it really caught me off guard, and man, I just started talking to the Lord about that, and and man, He just started showing me. He said, He said, "Do you know how many people that I had to move on to provide this bus, this transportation for you, at no cost, basically, minimal cost?" And man, I just started thinking about it. Everybody from the people that with working with the foundation to help secure the funding to people who knew people with Ross Bus and Ross Bus and back and forth. And I mean, there's just probably 20 people that God moved on to provide something for us that was supernatural. Well, and, can we go back and talk about how there the bus is five years old and only has eight thousand miles? That's correct. It. You know, it was but, owned by a college. That has, you know. Yeah, the guy at Masters Bus Sales, when he called me back, he said, Brad, he said, I know this sounds like a sales pitch, but trust me, it's not. I've been doing this 30 years, and I've never seen this before. I have a bus that is five years old that was turned in from one university that has 8,000 miles. Talk about divine orchestration. So in five years, I mean, God had that bus sitting there, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, and you think about, yes, in in the last month, these people – have been moved on yeah. and all the pl- things have clicked, but it's not just in the last month. Every time, or in that day that all those calls yeah. were made, and there were a lot every of calls time, made. Yeah, every time that, um, every time that they one the bus driver of the school said, "I'll oh, leave that bus sitting there. We're going to take the other one." You know, it's like God was saying, "I'm saving that for you." Yeah, exactly. And the, the reason that I, I it was so powerful to me, and I'll just be honest, man, I'm sitting there driving it before 2 in the morning, and I just get choked up just thinking about how God loves us so much that he wants to do the miraculous in our life 
But so many times when we are blessed in our prosperity, prosperity is not the enemy. But when we are blessed in our prosperity, our prosperity keeps us from being in a position to have to depend on the supernatural. On the miraculous. Yeah, right. the miraculous. And you don't even ask for it. Like you don't you don't say God we've got to have this, you know. Mm-hmm. And when you're de- you're desperate, you don't have the prosperity, you don't have the funds, you don't have the the means by which to make something happen. Um, then you say, you, you know, you have to, you have to say, God, you're going to have to do this. Either you do it or it's not going to get done. And so I think a lot of times prosperity just says, oh, well, I'll take care of this. God, wait, you wait for the next thing, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's, it's not, that's not, that's not how it should be, but that is how it is, how it is, how it falls into place in our human nature. And the thing that the Lord, that's right, Christian, the thing the Lord really impressed upon my heart when I was, was thinking about that, it was not that prosperity is bad because prosperity is good, but it's what do you trust in? You know, everybody thinks that God became so angry with David about the sin with Bathsheba, which he was. He was highly disappointed with that. But the thing that angered God's heart against David, the boy who killed Goliath with a slingshot, um, took down the greatest enemy of Israel, was that later when he became king and had all these great armies, that he, before he would go to battle, he went and counted his troops. You know, he went and counted how many chariots he had, how many fighting men he had, like everything at the end of, of, of uh, the story there. He numbers every fighting warrior he had and commander and all of that. And it, it so broke God's heart because David was the boy who walked up on the battlefield with a sack of cheese and some bread for his brothers that his father had sent him to deliver to them who was in the battle. And he basically said, who is that that is, who is this that is defying and cursing the name of Yahweh? And they told him who it was. And he's like, I'm just not going to stand for this. And a little, excuse me, a little teenage boy went out there and conquered that which was conquering God's people. But yet now that he's king and sitting on the throne later comes back and says, I don't know if I can go to battle. I need to go count my troops. Let's see if we got enough people. Right. And so in that story, God blessed him that he didn't have to have the same amount of faith that he had when a little boy that was looking at the kneecaps of Goliath, because the Bible teaches us that he was about nine foot six tall, somewhere between nine foot six and 10 feet tall. David would probably been looking at his kneecaps when he went to battle. Had God not brought the victory, it wouldn't have been done. But today, so many times when we are blessed, our blessings keep us from having to trust in God And actually, it causes us to settle for what is good that we may never achieve what is God's. Exactly. And and it's so easy to think, you know, here in the United States, prosperity, I mean, you know, the American dream, you reach it and you think, oh, well, our our way of life or there's so much stuff nowadays to 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 depend on there's so many things that this is a new problem but like you said all the way back to David who was a man after God's own heart all the way back to him he was still human and human nature still took over so quickly to say you know you know you read the Bible I, I deal with the children here at the church and I'm always like um, we just finished the thing where you go through the judges and every chapter that we went into it said and they sinned again and God had to fix them. <laughs> and, they, and obviously that's a misquote, but at every chapter it starts over 
and they were good. They sinned again and God had to fix it and God had to call up a person or whatever. Our human nature is so quick to take over. And Mm -hmm. even like the, I'm teaching, you know, I'm discussing this with um, third, fourth, fifth graders. And they're like, are these people never going to get it? And the answer is no, because they're going to be human. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you see week to week or when we were studying that with the kids week to week, every week, they're like, oh, they did it again. Who's going to fix them? Who's going to say, you know, who's God going to use to save them? But it's so we and we laugh about it and we say, oh, well, you know, but then we look at ourselves and we think, oh, well, we should have come so far. We should have read, you know, we are so much more um, evolved than these people in the Bible. We've had all these years Mm -hmm. to learn this stuff, but it all goes down to we're still human and human nature is still going to kick in and we're still going to think we can do things God's, you know, God's size when we really can't. We get to the point where we just quit having to trust God, you know, and I guess that's why I was so overwhelmed, you know, that night in the van or the bus, whatever you want to call it, because, you know, God just said, I got this, I've got this and I just need you to trust me. And, you know, today there's probably somebody out there <clears throat> that's just struggling and you're wondering, can this ever happen? Well, I don't know that the miraculous is going to happen, but it will if we just trust him. And we have to be positioned in a place to be able to receive the miraculous. And so many times we have too many things that we are prohibiting us. There are speed bumps along a life's journey in experiencing the miraculous because we're trusting in our own ability. I love the story in Acts chapter 3 where Peter and John were walking along and they got to the gate called Beautiful there at the temple and there was people begging for money and, you know, there was this crippled man there and he was shaking his can and, and, and Peter looked at him with his can in his hand and he said, dude, silver and gold have I none, but what I do have in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. Take your bed and go home. And the guy took his pallet and went home and got up that day and began to dancing in the streets and all of that, and God miraculously healed him. But today, so many times we want to trust in our silver and gold. And it's not that our silver and gold are bad. The Bible just it doesn't the Bible does not say that money is evil. It says the root of it is. And because the root of it takes our attention away from God and puts it on our things. And in that process, we begin to trust in other factors, and um, it keeps the us love of money. It keeps us the love of it. it keeps us from having to totally and be dependent upon God. So, with that, you know, man, if you're a person that's blessed in great prosperity, I mean, you're blessed. So, it's the Bible says, "To whom much is given, much is required." So it doesn't mean that you can't experience the supernatural. You just have to keep living in a way that God has to show up or it doesn't get done. That's very true. But I, I want to, um, as I was listening to you, I want to make sure that we, you say, yes, you have to be in a position to receive the miraculous. But understand that it, if you are not, if you are at a point where you don't think you can receive the miraculous because you hadn't been doing right, you haven't been, um, you know, trusting you, you've been trusting yourself and you find yourself at a point where, okay, I haven't been living up to God's standard. God's still there and God can still help you. And the miracle may be that you just stop and say, God, help me. <laughs> you know, sometimes we just need to be shaken in, um, 
out of whatever we are and you get to wit's end and you're like, I can afford it. I can, I have all this money. I just don't know what to do with it. I don't know what the best option is. And sometimes you just need to stop and say, God, help me to just calm down and, and understand my life around me and get the best part of what, what is your best part, God? Because a lot of times we just want to, we see a problem and we want in our prosperity, want to throw money at it. You know, you're going to fix it. You're always going to fix it. Where sometimes God is just saying, give it to me and let me fix it. And let me handle this situation and show you what I can do. Um, well, it's really like a person who's drowning. You know, they always say you have to be so careful trying to rescue somebody because they end up taking the rescuer down because they're just so, you know, frantic. And a lot of times that's how we are in our own physical and spiritual lives, emotional and psychological lives. Man, it's so beyond our grasp. We're just flailing around and trying to grab a hold of anything for stability when we just have to be still. I think that's a great word you said, Christy, that we just need to be still or we just get still. So we can hear God and trust God. And it's funny, in, in this whole story that we're telling, <laughs> we had to actually, um, we were at my mom's and all of this being still and, and letting it all work out and things. Brad had disconnected. Like my mother was very worried about Brad. He sat in a recliner and watched TV for a, a while, like quite a while and my mom's like is, is he sick is he okay what is wrong with him he not did sit still. still not still not still I sat but not still <laughs> right he well but i mean he stayed and he watched like entire movies at a time you know he wasn't up answering phone calls and he wasn't and which is very odd for brad and at even when he's with our family or whatever and so my mom was like kind of concerned but my point is that he had been still he had been just sitting there and saying you know not necessarily saying anything just like decompressing I think mm-hmm. like just letting you know taking time and it's so important then then of course after all that all the activity and he had rested up and we drove for a day literally mm-hmm. and um but all this stuff happened but you do just have to stop and just be still. My mother-in-law was like, he's back. <laughs> yeah. Brad woke up. He's been asleep for two or three days, you know, but then all of a sudden it was like. Not literally people, not literally. No, but I mean, you know, it was like all of a sudden it was over, you know, mm-hmm. overdrive and we were every literally driving and all this stuff. And so, um, but I think the being still part is important. And we've st- we've talked about that, getting away, getting still, getting, and then mm-hmm. God's going to. toss you back into it and positioning ourselves again if you're a person that's blessed tremendously with prosperity what a great tool you have you know uh dr ed young senior not the junior but senior you know pastor second baptist church of houston texas and says that you know he literally says that they're one doctor one lawyer one wealthy person away from not meeting their budget and it's a very wealthy church but they don't stockpile their wealth they're continually giving it away and the bible talks about to whom much is given much is required that doesn't mean you should give everything away but you know it means that you should position yourself to always have to live in a way that you have to depend upon god and not in your own strength and your own resources and your own cleverness you know right because it talks about that in the Bible, st- storing up things. So for the next couple of hours, you know, on the drive back till we got home, it was just, just kind of awe-stricken because, you know, God's just saying, I got this. And today, 
no matter where you are, whether you don't have much or you have a lot, God's got you. And he's either trying to meet the need that you have or he's trying to get you to give up more so that you can experience more of a supernatural provision. So, Or he's telling you that what you want is not an actual need. That's a whole different conversation. Well, now you're wanting to start meddling with people. <laughs> I mean, really? I don't think anybody was psychologically prepared for that subject today. Sorry, I didn't mean to. My bad. However, I didn't know. However, one of my life verses is in the book of Proverbs 3. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into or unto your own understandings. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He'll direct your path. And so that's what this is saying today is, man, just trust the Lord. He's got it, He'll move on somebody. Um, or a lot of people. Or a lot of people. That He's been moving on for years, literally. So, I mean, he, he's got it. He's, he's prepared. You're just going to have to get into his plan and that, that should always be our prayer. So as we talk about our topic today, you know, prosperity does not have to be an enemy to the miraculous. It can be a catalyst to provide even more miracles. Deep. So let's not trust in our own strength, but trust in the Lord. That's right. Definitely. So, do we have any, um, as we leave, I don't know how we're going to segue out of this today because Brad's wanting so, to do it a little different. We're gonna so, as we segue out of it, uh, man, thank you so much for your support. Thank you. Uh, thank you to John and Leslie Valenzuela at Quibido's Cafe and Quibido's Bistro. Bistro here, not Bistro. What do they call the one here on MacArthur Drive? Boudins and Crackland? Boudins and Crackland. <laughs> uh, th- they're actually our first sponsor. They gave us a gift certificate to give away uh, to our listeners. And so uh, we'll be doing that in a couple of weeks. Uh, we've kind of been all disarrayed because Bree is the one who tracks all of our social media. You're liking and sharing and all of that. And so we've not been doing anything because she's been out. But we're back in today, Bree. Welcome aboard. I'm back. So like and share our podcast, uh, comment on it, and we will put you in the running for a drawing to a gift certificate from John and Leslie and the family at Quibidos. And, uh, man, it's just been great. Summer's been great. Uh, it's raining it's again. Raining Brett. again. Rainy season. Don't know what we're going to do. But like we didn't have enough to do, we decided to remodel a bathroom. So oh that's an update on the Webb family. Let's not talk about that on on any type of media <laughs> well it's our life we have we are um, coloring we are outside down, the lines we are down to the studs literally we're down to one bathroom with six people can i get a witness amen that's true we are oh, i didn't even think about that oh yeah yeah when you take mm-hmm. away a bathroom yeah yeah you're not using it and there's still six people in the house so oh, yeah. yeah so yeah Pray for us that we get our bathroom back together. Uh, it's a great journey. Hopefully, we'll get it before the twins go back to college so they can enjoy it. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So, thank you <laughs> so much. Maybe they'll get to see it on their way the, out, uh, we uh, hope. <laughs> update on the farm is the bathroom's destroyed. There is no garden. It's raining. The farm is struggling. But the crepe the, myrtles it, look the crepe phenomenal. Myrtles, they do look phenomenal, those crepe myrtles. I mean, awesome. the fact that we murdered them, it brought forth great dividends. 
I love that you just said, it's been a great summer, and then you went to list all All the not great things about the farm this summer. I know, exactly. So, we are farming failure. I mean, all the livestock's great. Don't you have horses? The fields, all the livestock and children are all all doing great and healthy. Everything living is great. But the, um, and and the grass looks awesome. It's just too wet to get in and cut it for hay. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's good. It really is good. He did not sound very happy about it um but it is it a lot of a lot of things are going great so we're living the dream 2155 come on guys we're less than what 400 away i mean we're right there knocking on the door it'd be great if we could make it happen this week all right it would be awesome as you are fighting the good fight of faith wrestling all the things that the world throws your way remember the miraculous is just one prayer away Stay humble, pray hard.